Welcome to What the If News. The news is we have a news theme. Meta news. That's it. We're just going to, you know, we don't know. This is a new piece of music and we're just. We got to get the the full value for it. It's true. It's true. It's from Pond 5. It's quality. All right. WTIF News, the news program that asks, what the if? Everything were true. To help us, we have, uh, do we, are you Dr. Gabby Panicia? I'm not yet, You're working but I on do that. really like the ring of that. Yeah. It is. We're just going to go with it's it. It's a significant factor in actually why I'm pursuing the PhDs. I, <laughs> I really want the doctor. It lends credence to any evil That's science right. I might want to do later. That's right. And gets you good uh, restaurant reservations, too. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What's a restaurant reservation? You mean delivery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things get delivered faster. Grubhub comes faster. Yeah. Um, just a, a quick shout out to those of you who may be confused. If you're a regular listener of our show, What the If, we uh, we do a regular show generally on Fridays. I try to get them posted on Fridays. I've been a little behind lately. Um, but uh, we do on that main show, on the main stage, um, we generally do about 45 minutes or an hour where we take a fascinating thought experiment and we run with it. We ask what if or what the if and we explore science uh, that way we have fun with it. We did, uh, when the pandemic hit and we all got locked down, we, uh, we realized we were living inside an if. <laughs> and uh, so we did a bunch of shows on the coronavirus with our very special guest here, uh, Gabby Panicia from Rockefeller University. And um, then uh, we said, you know, this is good. So I, I want to, we'll keep going. So we're doing little news, little news, uh, touch touch base with the news yeah. once a week on the virus and, and uh, hand out helpful tips. And mainly I have questions and I get to ask them. <laughs> and that's, that's just fine. And if I can do that in the service of the other 7 billion people on the planet, well, so much, so much the better. Yes. Gabby, how is, uh, what's the feeling on Rockefeller, uh, Rockefeller's campus at the moment? Rockefeller being one of the leading biomedical research universities is that, is that, how do we, Matt, yeah. what is the proper Institutions? term? Institutions. Institutions. Institution works. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was an institution for a while until they're like, yeah, oh, we should have grad students. And then they, tacked on the university bit uh, um, <laughs> smart but it's it's actually pretty nice so i think there's like 18 different labs here across like immunology uh chemical biology biochemistry uh just like everything uh of course virology because we have those too um that are all working on assorted coronavirus related projects um so it's kind of cool because you know we get updates from the president about um some efforts that are going on, um, some of the things we're working with. And actually, it was funny because I, uh, I was, I quarantined with my family for about two weeks before and I, they have the news on all the time. And lo and behold, Rockefeller came up because of one of the work that the people are doing here. So it's just kind of interesting because, you know, we are hearing about ourselves a little bit more often mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, indeed. And uh, it's just, before we're going to hit the headline in a second this week that we're going to investigate. But, um, is there a feeling on the campus? Well, also, I guess you're sequestered in a way. Yeah, so we're all sequestered. I mean, and two, the the campus itself, we're not really allowed on. So right. wow. I'm, I'm living in a building basically across the street. But for 
the campus itself, there are some people who live on the campus and the only people who are allowed in are people who are doing research or who actually live there um, because they're trying to do their best to like not invite the density of a couple thousand researchers Mm, all trying to get back to their labs at once. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, So here's here's the news story uh, today. I'm going to play. We have uh, CNN. We have a special guest, very special guest, Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) is here and he has a few things to say it's about uh, two minutes why do you think that people are not getting the message or have not gotten the message about wearing a mask yeah it's a really good question because that seems to be a unanimous truth in this time you know science is behind us right now and the mask is about letting science catch up you know it's really it's been about help protect the people on the front line Uh, Don't let happen what happened in New York where there's two patients for every bed. We've got to buy time. A mask is a very good tool for that. And I have not heard any science that says it's not. So I don't even understand how there's a real argument right now about the wearing of a mask or not, Uh, especially when you can spread asymptomatic symptoms and and, and not even and not even know it. Um, I think it's an image thing. And 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 I think part of it, people still think, oh, you know, it's a bit of a retreat uh, or I want to I want to express my 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 freedoms or my independence. And I, and I think they're just looking at it the wrong way. Um, it should be a badge of honor right now about us uniting. Everyone do it. I'm protecting you. You protect me. If we protect ourselves, we protect each other uh, the best way possible while we let science catch up. Um, so the mask seems unanimously the right thing to do to me right now until I find out different or scientist consensus, scientific consensus lets me know different. All right. So I I feel like that's good advice from uh, Mr. McConaughey. Would you agree, Gabby? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wearing a mask doesn't mean that you're now immune and invulnerable, um, but it is actually sort of a more of a courtesy thing um, because it does reduce your likelihood of getting someone else sick. Um, So while it's not necessarily protective for you, it's protective for everyone else. Um, And at this point, it's sort of just like a societal obligation you shouldn't get someone sick with yeah. this. Yeah, that strikes me as, I think, uh, an important point that a lot of people are missing is that it's helpful for you, but it's really intended to help everybody else, right? It's to, to keep the spread down, not so much to keep you from getting sick. Yeah, I think there is a, a total lack of understanding among those who are not wearing masks or who are wearing them, like, absurdly casually or whatever. It's almost like well, we're sort of doing this because somebody told us, but like, there's no understanding as to why. So, um, I was really, you know, the whole time I've been uh, once a day, at least I try to get out and walk around the block and I'm not going down to crowded areas or anything, but wherever I go, you know, you see people and I was just shocked this weekend, whenever it's a beautiful weekend, more people come out and I counted, I did an informal count as I was waiting for my burrito at the taco truck. And I discovered that 50% of people were not wearing masks and two of the worst offenders, there was one uh, one lady came walking down the street, talking on her phone, you know, and uh, just literally coughing and hacking as she walked by. <laughs> nice. And I was standing next to three construction workers who were also waiting for their uh, Mexican lunches and um, all equally spaced, all wearing uh, masks and, you know, hard hats as well, which I wasn't wearing. Perhaps I should have. And when she walked by, they all looked at each other and they were like, well, we got it now. 
(laughs) (laughs) And then a guy, a jogger, and joggers seem to be the worst, came running by, and I felt like a jogger is a huffing steam engine Mm -hmm. expelling virus. Um, But but here's my question. Is it, where does it really, where is it really effective? Like what's at what point does the mask? Here's a better way to approach it. Maybe at what point actually is the mask not necessary? So I mean, there are definitely some places where the masks are ineffective. So for example, one of the things is is that you know people who are wearing the same surgical mask every single day out to the store, you know, for an hour at a time, the re- they are disposable for a reason. Obviously, we can't mm-hmm. crank through them at the same rate that we would normally. Um, but, you know, after about like 15 minutes, your your mouth has made it wet enough that more stuff is passing through. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're now spewing ungodly amounts of virus into the environment, but it's definitely not as, infect- as effective as it could be. Um, I think for masks out, you know, in, in the wild, if you're like completely out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, you probably don't need one or if you're in your own backyard. But I think anywhere where you think you could have a chance of running into people, you should have one. Um, and even if, you know, if you really, if you could justify it to yourself all, all as much as you want about how, oh, I really don't think it's going to help that much, but in case it does. Right. Okay. You should still yeah. Have it. You're talking about, right. It's that, in fact, Matt, isn't there something, what is it called? Uh, it's like risk reward or what, what, how, what is that calculation called where you're sort of, high, it's high, high, high risk or. Right. High, it would be high risk, low reward. Is that what you're thinking? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, or it's, it's like it's like dealing with the asteroid. Something that when when you debate, should we prevent an asteroid? It has oh, to- right, yeah. So it's a low frequency, high impact event. Yeah. As, as humans are really bad at estimating um, the outcome of things like that. It's like we're terrified of plane crashes, even though they're extremely rare, mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. they're scary. Um, so we overestimate the the danger from them. Right. Exactly. So. Here's what I do. I, I go out and I, I'm in the morning. I've got a routine now, which I actually I, I enjoy. And tell me if this is pushing the limit of safety or not. So there happens to be a coffee shop, a little, little coffee, you know, corner coffee shop, literally on a corner um, that is open. And they're very good. They have a sign. They will allow no more than five people in there, which still leaves a ton of room in the place. Um, they are all the people who work there, the baristas and whatnot, um, and the cook, uh, are all wearing masks. Now, I do feel bad they are working close together behind the counter, which doesn't seem good necessarily. Yeah, but as far as the customers go, they're doing a really good job. You have They have a big bottle of sanitizer right at the front door. They ask you to use it when you come in and use it again when you leave and, and stuff like that. So, I go there once a day and uh, maintain a lot of distance. They they're, they don't even want you to wait for your coffee. Like go outside, go out the door, and they'll call your name, or you can see that it's ready. Come that's smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's all good. And I'm wearing a mask, and most of the people in there are wearing masks, but not all of them. And then when I'm walking back uh, home down a few blocks with my coffee, now I want to drink it, and I've yet to figure out a way to pour it and get it to soak at a decent speed through my mask. So, and if it's hot, if it's cold, I get a straw. Anyway, um, there's really nobody out uh, often. I can go for long stretches uh, without seeing anybody. So, generally, if I can look down the entire block and the sidewalk is completely empty and I see no people, 
I will take off my mask and enjoy my coffee. And if I start to see someone at the other end of the block, which is like, I don't know how many feet that is, that's a long way, um, I'll put my mask on. Does that yeah. all seem that, that, that sounds okay. like you're taking a series of very reasonable precautions. It's yeah. This is more about, you know, people who go to stores and think, oh, well, they're socially distant in the store, so then I don't need to wear a mask. But, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't realize how often they touch their face. Masks are a great reminder to not touch your face because there's something on your face. Um, and I think that's that's just kind of like even a small psychological thing like that is pretty helpful with something like this. Sure. Now, Matt, do you have any suggestions? Here's a question. as for either of you. Uh, but how to approach somebody? Uh, what's the best thing to say? This is actually not a science thing. I guess it's more psychology or just yeah. whatever, politeness. But like there... There are when sometimes there are more than five people in the store, and I like and and the workers are just too busy, and you know they anyway they're probably tired. But people will walk in without a mask occasionally. Or there was a couple these two young people sitting waiting for their coffee. One had a bandana that was like his nose was out. I mean he was barely wearing this bandana. Mm -hmm. The other one, his uh, girlfriend or friend, uh, had a mask, but she would every time she spoke, (laughs) she would take it off. She would like pull it down so she could say what she wanted to say and then put it up. And they probably waited a good five minutes for their thing. And they sat there and they were talking and there's a little basket of fruit, you know, that people could buy theoretically sitting there on the corner. What's it? I thought about maybe I could walk around with some masks and hand them out. Uh, well, that would be one way to do it. It's a little passive aggressive, but might still work. Yeah. Right. What would you uh, do? Because I was, um, uh, I would probably go over near the person and start coughing. Um, <laughs> and then give them You're right. a mask. Oh, yeah. Right. Actually, the coughing might not be bad because like, it might wake them up. Yeah. Because New Yorkers are, are not always the most receptive people when you go over and give them instructions about how to That's do right. things. Um, so an actual, uh, an, an act might be better, right, to actually giving them a thing. That is good. An experiential. Experiential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Gabby, would you, if, so now you, and you know a lot more, you have a lot more visceral feeling about the necessity of these uh, masks and protective wear, PPE. Um, if you see people, would you say something? You know, it's more that I just, I've should yet we to say something? Yeah. I feel like we should, but I also don't know how well people will take that because there have been places in where people are really freaking out that they get told to wear a mask. So honestly, I haven't figured out a good way to, to do that yet. I, more than anything, I've just been avoiding being near people um, with with masks. Like uh, when, like I said, when I was quarantining with my family for around like two weeks on the way down, uh, like New Jersey still has gas attendants um, and the guy wasn't wearing his mask right. He had his nose just hanging out of it. I'm like, maybe we should go somewhere else. <laughs> like, forget yeah, it. Let's, let's go a little bit further down the turnpike, maybe luck out with someone wearing the mask the right way. Um, so I've, like I said, I've yet to figure out a good way to tell people. And I don't know if it would just be like nice, passive aggressive to like, just pull your mask up over your nose and be like, yeah. make aggressive eye contact. Like you should be doing this too. I'll, yet to I'll, figure I'll out ask way. some psychologists and we'll, we'll see if we can get some yeah, about that. That would be a good thing. I must say, I, I do think, uh, and, go ahead. Then I should say, I, I have some empathy for the people who are having trouble with the mask. So yesterday when I was out walking the dog and I'm wearing my mask and I feel a sneeze coming on and my reflex is to pull the mask down because uh, human yeah. beings don't like to sneeze when there's something in front of their face. Um, and I had to catch myself. And so I realized, huh, this is actually a not natural thing to do, right? This actually takes some work to get used to having something strapped across your face. 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to say, people don't understand that sense of like their importance in the chain of infection. Well, I feel like we're looking at something that's inherently exponential. So it's just you, but then it's just you and the other three people that you've infected. And then it's just you and the other nine people that are now infected. And then it's just you and the other, like however many, like it keeps replicating too. So it's it's a very easy thing to have a cascade and just wearing a mask might be enough to prevent that. And and even too, like if you don't have a mask, like um, I have like two bandanas. Think anything that you can fold up that's, you know, a couple layers thick that you can stick in front of your face, something's better yeah. than nothing. All right. Yeah, that's good thinking. I like that. Uh, yeah, I think if just think about you're walking through a very, very, very dry landscape mm-hmm. carrying matches, breathing, you're breathing fire. You're a dragon <laughs> <laughs> in a pile of newspapers. Maybe get a mask. Yeah, it's um, we're humans are bad at understanding exponential growth. Um, I think is probably one of the the problems here. And there's some nice visualizations online um, uh, explaining how this sort of thing works. Maybe we can put some links up for some of them. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, thank you as always, Gabby. This is our little touch of the headlines, and thank you, Mister McConaughey, for stopping by. <laughs> Appreciate it. That was from CNN, by the way, and. Uh, Gabby, just let us know, you're talking about education, you said the, the Rock EDU website. If you go to covid-19-research.rockefeller.edu, there's a whole page and it's all of the research that the professors are doing here at Rockefeller. And one of the neat things that they're also doing is every week they get one of those uh, PIs, the heads of the lab, the prim- the principal investigator, to talk about what research it is that they're doing. So when you hear abstractly about the scientists are on it, well, what are they actually doing? Um, and so this is when you can actually hear from the scientists. And I do believe they, they post recordings, but they also have a live session. You can like sign up for their email list to get notifications of those and then actually know what is it that the scientists are doing to solve this. That's, That's great. COVID-19-research.rockefeller.edu. We'll put the link on our website, whattheif.com. Send us your feedback. You can email us, feedback at whattheif.com. If you can rate and review the show, let us know. You know, this is a whole new thing. We'd love to hear from you. And we just love to hear how you're doing and send us your questions and we will get to them. Matt, any last uh, bulletins you want to... Uh, Be like McConaughey. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you for listening. 